Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I'm so excited to have you here today. Um, I wanted to tell you a little bit about last week's show in case you missed it. Um, I'm recovering from my uh, car accident, and I had a guest host on last week, Todd Watellis. Our program for last week was Competitive Dating, Beat the Odds, and win the girl so if you happen to have missed last week's show you can listen to it on the soundcloud app or tune in and and, uh just google the men's advocate show uh soundcloud or tune in and it should come up uh, right for you um i am still in recovery so i'm going to turn over the reins to todd watellis uh he was a champ in beating the odds in the world of poker now he's here to teach you the same techniques to win the girl in the world of competitive online dating our topic this week is going to be first date success tips today Todd's going to be discussing how to make that first date you scored work in your favor how much money should you spend where should you go how long should should you plan to be together Uh, if the first date does work out do you text or call her the next day or do you play the waiting game Todd will answer these questions and any of your and any of your questions today and take your calls be sure to write this number down and call in our phone in number is 951-922-3532 again that number is 951-922-3532 please listen follow comment share and like my fan page easy to remember if you haven't already done so same name as the show on facebook it's the men's advocate show with linda gross that's the men's advocate show with linda gross so let's turn the reins over to todd Watellis. welcome todd welcome to the program thank you very much linda and i would uh, i'm very happy to be here again the second week in a row and Getting a little bit of extra. But I'm very happy to be here. I'm, I'm by Skype, that's why I'm a little but uh, we'll, we'll power through it. Anyway, I came here last week to substitute for Linda when she was out. And she's still out due to her very scary car accident. My idea was that I wanted to give my tips for online dating. And I had been doing it all the way back to the late 19th. So I have a lot of experience, even though I don't do it anymore because I've been in a relationship. Everything I did up until when I entered this relationship about seven years ago still applies today. So I wanted to give everybody the same kind of advice I've been giving to my male friends on how to make online dating work too. And there was so much advice to give. I ran out of time last week, an hour. So I asked Linda, hey, maybe I can come back and finish this off. And she said, yeah, great. Go ahead and do it. So here we are this week on this show. And uh, I'm going to give you the tips of once you've established the date, once the date is on, once everything is done online and telephone, you actually need how to make it work. Now, if you haven't heard my advice that I need to do is previous show before you building on what I did partner. Just listen to this one, you're gonna miss the advice I gave you last week which is up to what you're gonna do with the advice go back to the support and dad to get show. Find that on SoundCloud in app you can use and find it there. Make sure you listen to that before you listen to this once you've done that take my advice about the first date once you've got established and what do I mean by that what do I mean by established what I mean is that you're attempting to build a connection when you meet online dating site whether it's a traditional online dating site, whether whether it's something uh, social media, you meet them, right? You start off online, and from there, you connection. 
mostly through the phone, text messages, especially the phone. Now, I'm not going to go through all those methods. That's what I did last week. Once you've done that successfully for like three days, minimum three days, and the girl is very, very excited about meeting you. Not like, uh, I'll meet them. That just seems okay. Yeah, maybe I'll like her. Like that later. Odds of success. Oh. Once you're actually ready to meet that she is very, very excited very, very excited to meet her. Build up something you're thinking about all the time. She's thinking about all the time. Once you're to that point, then you set up the I'm going to tell you in this hour, go, what time to meet, how long to expect the first date to go, what you're trying to accomplish. You have to have goals the whole thing. How to act, especially if you've already built it for phone or text messages. How do you act in person? How are you acting online or on the any different? And also, if you do manage have a successful first date, what do you do from there? And of course, what defines a successful first date? What does that mean a successful first date? So these are all concepts that hopefully we get in during this hour. Now, if you want to call up, it's 951-2353251-932532. I did take a call last week uh, caller talked about her on LinkedIn interesting was that she had to say her name was validating pretty much i was saying from the male side i was telling you guys don't just don't do that and she called up and said yes exactly what you're telling the guy not to do is what most of them are doing by dating the woman who called up i, I think that you can't get more verification than that that you should listen to me about this a bit about me I had i did most some sort of online or telephone method that very few girls I dated were meet somewhere. I meet that many bars or out on the street. That's not where I met women most. I mostly met them online, version of it back in the eighties, or uh, or party lines, things like that. It's all kind of the same. I got so good at doing it that uh, I. Pretty much had an almost 100% chance of a successful first date. Any girl that I felt because I knew exactly how it would go from all the other times in the past, I refined what I was doing. So I'm passing along that knowledge. I don't need it anymore because I'm not dating anymore and uh, I'm in a seven year relationship. I'll tell you all this stuff when I come back. This is the Men's Advocate Show, Linda Gross. I am the substitute host, Todd Wittellis. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, 
men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with the Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross, on KMET 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. I am Todd Wittellis, and this is how to have a successful first date with a girl that you met online. If you want to call into the show, the phone number is 951-922-3532. So I'm going to talk about how to set up the first date, how to set it up and... uh, where to go, what time to go, what to do, etc. That'll be that, this segment. Now, again, you should only set up the first date when things are going well on the phone or through text messages, whatever way you've been communicating, but preferably on the phone because you need to have established a connection. And by a connection, I mean that you two are really into each other, you're really excited about meeting, you've talked for at least three days for uh, a good deal of time, meaning like preferably like a few hours each day, and you may say, oh, that sounds so time-consuming. Yeah, it is, but if you want the whole thing to work, if you want to have a very, very high chance of success on your first date, and when I say very high, I mean very high. I mean close to 100% if you do it right. If you want to do that, you have to put in this time, but the good news is you don't have to do this for months. You just have to do it for the first few days or the first week, and then uh, you don't have to put as much time into it. But once both people are very excited to meet in person, and you'll know. You'll know if she's excited. You'll know if you're excited. If it's something you can kind of take or leave or you don't think about much, then you didn't do it right and there's no point to meet. But provided you're there, you need to set up the first date. Now, the first thing you need to know is that you have to do it at night. Absolutely have to do it at night. If you don't do it at night, then your chance of a successful first date is pretty low. The reason meeting at night is so important is it creates a romantic atmosphere. For whatever reasons, human beings are kind of programmed. I don't know if it's natural or something socialized, but kind of programmed to think as think of dating as something that occurs at night. And when you're together at night, it can be romantic, it can be exciting. And if it occurs during the day, it almost seems almost like a, a meetup of friends, something casual something where it's not really going to go anywhere, at least not right now. And you don't want that. You don't want to start out that way. So think about it this way. Let's say you met a girl during the day that you met from an online site. You have your first date at 12 noon. You'll have lunch. You go to Starbucks, whatever. The date's over. You're going to her car. Can you picture having your first kiss with the sun beating down on you? in a crowded mini-mall parking lot? Of course not. And even if you try to change the setting to where it's not a crowded mini-mall parking lot, it's still, at the daytime, it's just it's not going to be the right atmosphere. It's not going to happen. If you try to make it happen, it's going to be forced. Not only that, but from what I've seen, from my own personal experience, there's no studies I've done on this, but from what I have experienced on my own, women are much more likely to get physical with you at night, during the nighttime hours, especially on first dates. If it's a girlfriend you've had for a long time, it's a different story. But uh, as far as first dates go, much, much, much more likely that she will have a, a physical interest to do anything with you. Even just kissing will be at night, much more. During the day, it's kind of forced. So you really, really want to stick to a nighttime first date. I made that mistake early on when I was much younger. I would... Uh, I'd have some dates during the nighttime, some during the daytime, and I'm like, hmm, why, why are some of them not working? And I actually, you know, being a mathematics type of guy, a computer type of guy, I actually went and broke down what the difference was on paper between the successful first dates and the unsuccessful first ones. I'm like, oh, wow. Every single time I met during the day, it didn't work. Every single time. 
and yet the nighttime I had a very high batting average. So I said, okay, it's, it's got to be a big factor, this night versus day thing. Now, what do you do? Where do you go? Some of you might have listened to programs like Tom Likas, which would give you advice. You've got to keep the amount you spend on the first date under $40. And uh, a lot of guys have been brainwashed by this, and they believe that uh, the only way you should ever consider having a first date is to keep it really, really cheap because you never know what the girl's going to do. You know, Tom's point is, you know, what if the girl doesn't like you? What if she's just prude? Uh, you, you've wasted all this money on an expensive dinner. Why would you do that? Yeah. And it, he has a point to some extent, but the problem is if you go too much the other way, you're going to destroy your own chances, especially with someone with, that you have built up a rapport over the phone, a connection over the phone. You don't want to mess it up by coming off as a cheapskate that barely wants to spend any money on the first date. So you need to find a happy medium and not be stuck on certain numbers of what you're going to spend on the first date, but more just be logical about it. Uh, if, if you're really rich, if you have a lot of money to blow, if you don't care about money that much, yeah, then by, by all means go to a nice place. If you're not like that, if money is important to you, if spending $200 or $150 on a meal on a first date is something that is unnerving to you, then don't do that. There are plenty of middle-end restaurants that are not uh, prime steakhouses or uh, fine French dining, but are also above things like Denny's or uh, TGI Fridays. You know, there's a middle ground. Uh, a good example is like a neighborhood Italian restaurant. That, that can be very tasty. It can be uh, yeah, at least somewhat romantic. It will be moderately priced. You'll probably get out for less than $100, often less than 80 depending on what's ordered. And you won't be seen as a cheapskate. If the girl's expecting you to take her out to a fine restaurant on the first date, you probably don't want to date her anyway, because then she's probably dating you for the wrong reasons. But she's probably expecting you to take her somewhere decent. If you take her to Denny's on the first date, there's a good chance that it's going to reflect poorly on you. So take her to kind of a middle-of-the-road restaurant, Dinner, I think, is the best first part of the date because then you have a lot of time to continue the conversation that you already built up prior to meeting in person. But if you don't want to do if you can't afford it, if you just don't really want the dinner environment for your first date, I understand. But what you need to do then is you need to have some kind of activity. You need to go... Uh, hiking, you need to go uh, go to the beach, go, uh, go somewhere that you're doing something together, but make sure it's somewhere that you can actually talk. That means don't go to, go to a club. If you go to a bar, make sure it's a bar that's quiet enough to have a conversation, because I've, I made the mistake before of having a first date at a bar, and it was terrible. I could barely hear her. She could barely hear me. We're shouting to each other. We barely got out two sentences to each other, and after about half an hour, we were sick of each other and both left separately. So I said, never again. You've got to go somewhere that conversation can occur. The reason conversation needs to occur is because that's how you got here. That is how you got this first date in the first place, by establishing this connection first online, then over the telephone, and the excitement for this first date was built via conversation. So, of course, you're going to want to continue that, and you can only do that in an environment where conversation can occur. How long should you plan the first date to be? A lot of people make this huge mistake of trying to have a short first date with the rationale being, why should I waste time on a date that isn't working? What if I meet the person I just don't really like them? Why should I be stuck with them the whole evening? That's the gamble you take, and that's why you try to weed out the bad ones over the phone. That's why you make sure you have a connection before you meet, so the chance of them being someone in person you don't like is pretty small. And unlike back in the 80s, when I met girls in the 80s through online means, there were no pictures. There was no such thing as send me a picture. So you just had to take a description from them, which you hope is true, and uh, then meet in person and hope you're attracted to them and hope they're attracted to you. And this was pretty challenging. Fortunately, today, you don't have to deal with that anymore. Everybody has a picture. If someone doesn't have a picture, they're covering something up. 
but you probably don't want to deal with them anyway. Now, what if they have sent you a phony picture, or a picture from 10 years ago or 15 years ago, and today they look much different and not in a good way? This can happen. You can also have someone that has a great personality over the phone, and then you meet them in person and they're a dud. So if this happens, then yes, you kind of have to grin and bear it, and when the date's over, just go home and start over with someone else. But the good news is this is not going to happen very often if you do the first part right. So you can't obsess over what if this doesn't work out. What if I don't like her? What if she doesn't like me? Oh, well, then that happens. It's not the end of the world. But you should plan on having basically either an unlimited amount of time on the first date or at least several hours together so you can really establish something, so you can establish the same connection in person that you've already built up prior to that. And hopefully at least have something physical happen. And I don't necessarily mean have sex with the person. Maybe that'll happen from the first date, too. But at least something like uh, where you're kissing more than just a peck on the cheek or a quick peck before you leave. I mean something where uh, there's a lot of romance to it, a lot of excitement to it, to where you can't wait to see each other again to continue. That's what you're shooting for. You're shooting for success on the date to the point where you both really, really want a second date, and you both really, really can't wait to see each other again. When I said unlimited time together, if that's possible, what I mean is that uh, just have it open-ended. Let's say you meet at 7.30 at night. Uh, Maybe have it to where the whole night is available, to where you might still be together at 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning. Now, it's possible you have to work the next day, so it's better to meet on a night where nobody has to be up early. You, You don't want to have a date where one or both of you have to wake up at 5.30 in the morning. Otherwise, that's on your mind the whole time. Oh, my gosh, I have to get up at 5.30 in the morning, or it's on her mind. And it's an unnecessary stressor on the date that you don't want. So make sure that nobody is going to panic about having to leave because of having to wake up the next day early. If, If they are, then don't schedule it for that day. Find a day where both of you can stay up late and maybe, if it goes really well, actually spend the night together. This may not happen on the first date. And, by the way, you can spend the night together without sex happening. And that's fine, too. In fact, that can be very good. That is another thing that can build the connection you have together. So don't artificially end the date. Don't artificially schedule time that is short. Because it's going to break whatever good momentum that you might have going on on this first date. I will continue with what to do on your first online date When we come back, this is the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Once again, you can always call in if you want. The phone number is 951-922-3532. 951-922-3532. We will be right back. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world. And you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head on over to Henson Brewing Company. Burbank's first craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming winter 2016. Henson Brewing Company. Come as you are. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. 
Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM. Where men can be men. Advocate Show with Linda Gross. My name is Todd Wittellis. I am the substitute host for this week as Linda is still recovering from her bad auto accident a few weeks ago. Get better, Linda. I'm really uh, hoping to get good news from you very soon that you're 100% once again. We are talking about how to have a successful first date from someone you met through an online dating site. If you want to call in, the phone number is 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. So I wanted to give you one other point of something that's actually very important regarding where you meet for the first date and who will be with you before I get on to how you should actually act on the date. You need to meet at a neutral place that neither of you know very well and especially where there's nobody that knows you and nobody that knows her. Absolutely, positively never meet up for the first time with your friends or with her friends, especially with her friends. That is a disaster. That's another mistake I made early on. And I'll tell you why it doesn't work. There's two reasons why meeting up with someone with their friends does not work. Number one is that it's hard enough to impress one person, and once you've really impressed her over the phone, the last thing you want is now to cold meet her friends who don't know you, that are going to judge you as well, and might turn her opinion around of you in a bad way if they don't like you. You want to establish something with her in person several times before you meet any of her friends who might badmouth you if they don't like you. You don't ever want to bring any additional variables into it. It's hard enough to succeed on your own without bringing in other unnecessary third parties. You also don't want your friends there because uh, it's a distraction. It's a distraction. It can make things awkward for her. It's unnecessary. And also, when you're meeting for the first time in person, it's always a little bit awkward at the beginning. And the last thing you want, either for you or for her, is to have a crutch to where you can fall back on the familiar. I once made the mistake of meeting a girl with a bunch of her friends. Oh, they're so cool. They're going to like you. Well, number one, they didn't like me. And number two, because of the typical first date awkwardness, She barely talked to me and just spent the time talking to her friends who she was so familiar with. And they're making these inside references, inside jokes. I had no idea what was going on. I felt like I was sitting there like a schlub, and that's what I was doing, and the date was a disaster. And I said, never again. I was actually dumb enough to do it again a few years later, and same thing, a disaster, meeting a girl with her friends. So she may say, oh, I know this great bar come down here. There's so many cool people. No, don't do it. Only go to a place where nobody knows either of you. So your full attention can be on one another. It's better to meet, actually, in a city that neither of you live in, unless you both happen to live in the same city. I guess you can still do that anyway. You can go to a city that, uh, the city next door. It doesn't have to be really far away. You don't have to travel unnecessarily to get out of your own city. You just want to be in unfamiliar surroundings for both of you. So both people have the same sense of, okay, we both don't know this area. We both don't know this place. We both don't know this restaurant. We both don't know any people here, and it's almost like you and her against the world at that point, which is what you want. So you don't want anything familiar messing up the attempt to focus on each other. Now, when you meet in person, the most important advice I can give you as far as how to act is be yourself. 
don't try to be someone you aren't. Don't lie. Don't put on a phony personality that isn't you. You should definitely try to suppress any parts of your personality that may not be good. If you have a temper, control it. If you're a negative person, try to not make negative comments. If uh, you have the habit of talking too much and not listening enough, uh, try to suppress that. So definitely try to present the best version of yourself, but be yourself. That will serve you well here, because you're only going to succeed with her by being yourself. The goal is to continue what you had already going on the phone prior to meeting. You, you basically want a continuation of it, except in person. If that seems tough, if it seems intimidating, if it seems awkward, then just almost pretend like you're still talking to her on the phone. If you had great phone conversations and you meet in person, just try to picture you're still on the phone while you're talking to her, and it'll be easier. But the good news is, even though it will be awkward for both of you at the beginning, this will quickly go away if things are going well. The awkwardness won't last very long. It may last half an hour, may sometimes even last an hour, but not much beyond that if things are going well. And you'll start to feel comfortable with one another. And pretty soon you'll feel about as comfortable as you were talking to her on the phone before you met in person. So don't worry too much about the awkwardness. It will go away. It's sometimes about what you're going to talk about when you're together in person. Because the worst thing is what's known as the awkward silence. You don't want to just sit there staring at each other going, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, Ah, hi. You're like that's terrible. You don't you don't want that. That is something that is a killer of first dates. So think of some things beforehand. You don't need an agenda, and definitely don't take notes with you or anything. That look really weird. But just think of some things that maybe you haven't already talked about, or if you have talked about them, it's something you can expand upon more that you can talk about that you'll find interesting. Some people have said, don't talk about exes. Don't talk about your ex-husband or sorry, your ex-wife. Your uh, your uh, ex-girlfriend, that's true only to a point. And you'll know from talking to her before meeting up if that conversation topic had gone well. Nobody wants to date someone who is still hung up on their ex or bitter about their ex, but there's nothing wrong with talking about your ex and negatively comparing her to this girl. Because she will think, oh, okay, well, I don't have this problem that this guy's talking about. Oh, wow, I'm not like this. Why? I bet he's going to really like me. I, I bet he'll really appreciate me because I'm not like his ex. You want her to think that. So don't be afraid to talk about your ex, but of course, uh, you don't want to sit there the whole time just talking about your ex, and you definitely don't want to ever give the impression that you're not over her, or otherwise she's going to run the other way. Very important not to give compliments, at least not at the beginning. Don't show up and say, oh, you look really beautiful tonight. Don't keep going on about uh, how much you enjoy talking to her, how much you enjoy being with her. Don't talk about how you're having a great time unless you're asked. Don't give any kind of compliments or positive feedback. Don't give negative feedback. Don't be negative. But do not give compliments. Do not try too hard to make it look like you're having a good time. If you're having a good time, it will speak for itself. She will notice. Now, if she asks you, are you having a good time, and you really are, then tell her yes. Also, don't ask her how it's going. I've heard from so many people that they, when they're on the first day, they go, so how do you think this is going? Well, that's a horrible question. And the truth is, often you will get a lie if you ask that question because it's putting someone on the spot. Let's say you're out on a date with somebody, and they, they're pleasant enough, but you just aren't really into them, and you kind of just want it to end. You kind of want to go home and never call them again. And then they say, so how do you feel it's going? So what are you going to say? I, I don't like you. I'm not attracted to you. I, I just wish this would end. No, you're going to say, oh, it's going well. So you're not even going to get useful information out of this. She will do the same thing to you. She's not going to want the confrontation of why it's not going well. She'll just say it's going well and then not uh, respond to you much after the date is over when you try to contact her again. So don't ask questions, how is the date going? Don't compliment her. Don't volunteer you're having a good time unless she volunteers at first. Don't show up with any gifts. There's no need for that. In fact, that can establish a bad precedent where you're making it look like that you're going to 
that money is no object to you, that you're just going to keep spending money on her. And it can confuse you into making you believe that she likes you, when in reality she just likes your money. You don't want to come off as broke. You don't want to come off as cheap. But you also don't want to come off as a chump that is going to spend money on her at every turn. You don't want her dating you because you will spend money on her. So it's important not to give her that message. It's important to give a middle ground message regarding the money, that you are not a cheapskate, but that you're also not going to shower her with money, and that if she's looking for that, she should be with someone else. Because if that's what she's looking for, you should not want to be with her. So don't give any gifts at the beginning. There's no point for that. Uh, you can give gifts later, usually for an occasion. If it's her birthday, if it's Valentine's Day, if it's an anniversary of you two being together, even a anniversary like a month or two months, the, even that can be cute where she'll really appreciate it. But don't show up on a first date with a gift that's just kind of awkward and it sends the wrong message. Do not try to force physical contact early on. Physical contact, I mean anything that's sexual or even pseudo-sexual. They mean don't try to kiss her early. Don't even try to hold her hand early. This will happen on its own. Now, during the first date, you can try to move things along in this direction very slowly and carefully. And maybe if she's really liking you, she may even initiate it. I've had that happen many times before where the girl has initiated it with me, which makes it much easier. But don't, you don't do it very early on. In, in the first 15 minutes, don't try to take her hand or put your arm around her. It makes you come off as a creep. It makes it look like that uh, you're invading her personal space or that this whole thing is just about sex for you. You want to make it look like you just enjoy spending time with her and that you really enjoy her company, and that sex and anything that is even uh, associated lightly with sex, even things like kissing, that, that type of stuff is the farthest from your mind, even if it's not. You want to make it seem like that, like you're not thinking about that at all, and you don't care either way if it happens. That's what you want to project. Do not try to force any kind of uh, physical contact. And when I say force, I don't mean literally force, like sexual assault sort of thing. I mean... Don't create the awkward situation where 15 minutes into the date you take her hand or you put your arm around her or you try to go for a kiss. Don't do that. It's going to ruin everything, even if everything was going well up until then. There will be time for it. You will know when the right time is. It will happen on its own. Keep the evening going if it's going well. I mentioned that earlier. Don't just artificially end it because it's been three hours or four hours or because you've finished doing what you were doing. So I will finish this off, finish off my advice when we come back, and I will tell you how to continue a successful first date. And also, what is a successful first date? How do you judge whether a date is successful or not, whether you should ask her out again, and how to keep the momentum going? This is the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. I am substitute host Todd Wittellis on KMET 1490 AM. If you want to call in, the phone number is 951-922-3532. We will be right back. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. 
Darn, maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archive shows at your convenience. The premium tune-in also allows you to record and listen at a later date. Just Google tune-in Linda Gross. That's Google tune-in Linda Gross. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMAT 1490 AM, where men can be men. Show with Linda Gross. I am substitute host Todd Wittellis, as Linda is out due to an injury sustained from a car accident. If you want to call into the show, this is our last segment. The phone number is 951-922-3532. 951-922-3532. Going to tell you about how to keep a successful first date going. And when I say keeping it going, I don't mean for that evening. I mean for the future. How do you have a successful second date, third date, maybe even a relationship? Well, first of all, we have to figure out what is a successful first date. What do I mean by that? I've been using that term a few times during this show. How do you judge a date as successful? Some people make a mistake with this and believe that if you had a date without any kind of negative incident, if the girl was pleasant with you, if uh, the conversation seemed okay, and if you got a little uh, peck before you got in your car and drove home, it was a successful first date. Uh, I hate to tell you, but that type of date is usually unsuccessful and usually goes nowhere. That's more of the polite, let me get out of here, I'm not really into you sort of ending. A successful first date is one that... Both people really, really want a second date. If there's any doubt that you want a second date, if there's any doubt that she wants a second date with you, the date was a failure. If there's any doubt, it's a failure, and you might as well give up. A successful first date is not necessarily defined by how physical it gets. Uh, it, it depends from girl to girl. It may even depend upon you of what you like to do on the first date. There are some girls who don't even want to give you a kiss on the first date, which I, I typically like to stay away from those type of girls. That's usually the indication of someone kind of cold and, and overly prude. But there's ones that will only go as far as kissing on the first date, and that's fine. A lot of uh, girls who see themselves as respectable, and in many cases are respectable, that's all they want to do on the first date. And You shouldn't try to pressure her past that. You should really only do what she wants, what she's comfortable with. Never try to the physical side past where she's comfortable. And you'll be able to tell. You'll be able to feel it. You'll be able to tell if uh, she wants to move to the next step or not. So if you're kissing, yeah, you'll, you'll be able to tell with how she reacts to it, if she wants to do more with you or if she kind of wants to just stop it there. And if you get past that, you know, you know what I'm saying. You, you have to use your judgment with each woman who will be different. The more physical a date gets, usually it's indicative that it went well, but sometimes not. Sometimes the girl's just really easy and does that with everybody, but then she goes home and she's like, eh, I didn't really like him that much. I'm not going to see him again. I, I've known girls who have sex with a guy on the first date and then don't want to see him again, even if he didn't do anything wrong uh, you know, with having sex with her, even if that was good. She just was kind of done with him at that point. That's not common, but it happens. So. The physical is not always tied to how successful the first date was, unless that's all you're out for. But a lot of times it is. A lot of times it's indicative that she's into you, that to where she did that with you. And, of course, it's indicative to her that you liked her. Uh, how physical should it get? How much are you shooting for? You shouldn't really be shooting for anything, maybe beyond just uh, kissing. And when I say kissing, I don't mean like a goodnight kiss where you kiss for uh five seconds and leave. I, I mean something that lasts at least for several minutes. That should be kind of the minimum you're shooting for. 
And, of course, this is only if you've had the buildup that I have been describing on the previous show and this show. If you're just meeting someone cold for a Starbucks date for 20 minutes, uh, that's unlikely to happen for you. So that's the whole point of this is that you're coming in with a very high chance of a successful first date, and if you do everything I told you and if it all goes as expected, then you should at least be kissing for a while. But never try to force it past where it seems like she wants it to go. Don't be hung up on, oh, I want this to happen tonight. No, you'll be surprised how quickly time passes and what she won't do tonight, she'll do the next time or the time after that. And pretty soon, wherever she stopped on the first date is, is going to be a distant memory. If, if you try to force anything and you, you come off as a pervert, she's never going to want to see you again. In fact, she will suspect that's the only reason you were dating her in the first place. So you don't ever want to give that impression. The funny thing, too, is that often you will get more physically on the first date if you just act apathetic about whether anything happens. Often the girl will take a lead at that point and give you the message in some way, usually not directly saying it, but something pretty clear, that uh, she wants to mess around with you. Whereas if you come on strong with her and try to push her to do stuff, then she will recoil and uh, not want to do anything with you. So often you acting like if this doesn't really matter to you will actually hasten things, from, you know, hasten things into happening, which is counterintuitive. You'd expect uh, things are only going to happen what you push for. But no, sometimes not pushing will help you. I've had that occur many times myself, where I'm really hoping something happens, but I don't say anything, I don't try anything. I, I just act nice and unthreatening, and what do you know? She makes the first move, and a lot happens. You may want to try that tactic as well. Now, what about after the date? Some people have said that there's a mandatory waiting period, that you should not call the next day, that you should not call until like three days pass after the date. The theory is that you don't want to come off as desperate, that you want her to think about how much she wants you during those days. And absence makes the heart grow fonder. You know what? I think that is a load of crap. Because what you're doing there by not calling after the date is breaking momentum. And it's very, very important not to ruin whatever momentum you have going. Think if you're on a bike and you're going down a hill, not a really, really steep hill, but a, a moderately steep hill. And, of course, your bike is moving quickly because gravity's taking you down. And then at the bottom of the hill, it suddenly becomes uphill and you would have to pedal to get up that hill. Would you want to approach that uphill portion moving fast from the downhill portion, or would you want to stop at the bottom of the hill and then start pedaling from a stop? Well, it's obvious. You'd want to cruise into the uphill portion with some speed so you can already be moving. And you should approach dating the same way. When you have momentum, you should want to keep any momentum you've built and not hinder it. And by not calling her after the date, by not texting her after the date, and playing some silly game where you have a mandatory waiting period, then you're killing the momentum. You're confusing her. You're making her think that maybe you didn't like her after all. Oh, maybe whatever stuff she did with you physically was just what you're using her for, and that now you're done with her. You don't want to give these messages. You don't want to create doubt about you. You want to maintain the excitement that you have already built and then successfully carried over to meeting in person. Why would you ever not call her the next day? So it's a mistake not to call the next day. You should always call the next day if the date went well. There is no mandatory waiting period. You're not buying a gun. You're, having, you're trying to continue off of something positive you've built. I've never heard a girl tell me that she was really into a guy, but he called the next day, and now she's not into him anymore. If she's into you, she wants to hear from you. The only way she doesn't want to hear from you is if she's not that into you. So definitely call her the next day. Maybe even text her before calling her if uh, calling is not convenient because you both have work or whatever it is. But make contact the next day, and in fact, keep up the contact. Whatever time you were spending talking prior to the first date, you should continue, at least for a few days after the first date, to, again, keep the momentum going. Now, when should you start opening up about 
your feelings for her? When should you start giving a lot of compliments? When should you start telling her that you're really enjoying spending time with her? When should you start telling her that uh, maybe you hope there can be more? Maybe you're hoping she can be your girlfriend. Well, you should wait till after the first date for sure. You should feel it out. She will start telling you how she's feeling. And the basic rule of thumb is whatever she is saying to you, you can say back to her without ruining anything. So if she is saying that she really likes you, if she's saying that she can't wait to see you again, if she's saying that she sees you as boyfriend material, then there's no harm in you telling her basically the same thing on your side. She's not going to say, oh, my goodness, I can't believe he said this to me. I'm, uh, this is moving too fast. She's, if she's feeling this herself and is communicating it to you, then you can say it right back. But uh, wait till you get an indication from her that she is having the same feelings you are. And then you can pretty much uh, keep along whatever lines that uh, she's keeping it at. And only when it's really opening up, when the two of you are really telling each other how much you're into each other, then you don't have to hold back anymore and just uh, really tell her how much you like her. So hopefully these uh, pieces of advice will work out for you. I know they did for me. I know they have for many male friends of mine that I have given this advice to, including ones that have been failing at online dating for quite some time. This was the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. I think Linda might be back next week if she's feeling better. I know she's making progress in her physical therapy and in her recovery and healing time. I have enjoyed being here for these two weeks, giving you advice about online dating. My name is Todd Wittelis. That's spelled W-I-T-T-E-L-E-S. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. I have a poker radio show every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. on PokerFraudAlert.com. That's PokerFraudAlert.com. I enjoyed being here. This is KMAT 1490 AM, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Good afternoon.